to the Creative Entrepreneur Show with your host, Rosh Sillers. Welcome to the Creative Entrepreneur Show. My name is Rosh. It is so good to have you here as we talk about growing your creative business using marketing and marketing tools. You know, I, I was thinking about this in the kind of the pre-show, just chatting aloud to myself, <laughs> to the people uh, before they get in to see the show live. We do that live every Monday, uh, noon Eastern. Uh, you can go to rosh.video and that will uh, that will allow you to watch the show live and ask questions. And I pause as I'm recording the podcast. I pause throughout the show and say hello to people who jump in and c- come over and, and, again, ask questions. So uh, I, I cut that part out during the podcast, but uh, it's certainly uh, it's certainly nice to add a little dimension uh, while I'm doing the podcast and to get me thinking, especially some of those great questions come up. Okay, so... One of the uh, one of the things we need to really think about is the fact that as creatives, quite often we don't have people funding us to get our business going. Understanding that, we now need to think about how are we going to grow our business organically, because creatives have to start from scratch. We have to understand what we have, what we don't have. We have to be very clear about these things. It's really important. We have to be clear about what is available to us, what resources are available to us, and what resources are not available to us. I I, I encourage you to think about that right now. What are those resources? Sometimes, especially for creatives, it's people. People are the key element for your growth. Ask your question who do you know? And you say, what's this have to do with marketing? It has everything to do with marketing. Because marketing is communication, and you need to be able to communicate with specific people. Some people have referrals. They have a really good referral source. And they say, all my business comes from referrals. Well, that's great. So what are you doing to improve that part of your marketing, those referrals? Keep that communication going. So I had a long break here, and I, I totally forgot where I was when talking about this. Um, may not seem like it to you because you you got the edit, uh, edited out all those minutes of me uh, chatting with the people in the uh, in the chat section. But uh, the thing is, the thing is, as we grow our creative business, knowing our assets, knowing what it is that we don't have right now, but maybe we can aim towards, but. Let's let's talk about now that we understand what our assets are, what we have available to us. Let's let's just kind of step back and think about the solar system method, which I think is so important when developing your marketing strategy. The solar system method is something I like to bring up every few shows because it really helps us visualize and many of us are visual creators. So what we do is we have our website. And that's the core. That's where we sell And it's really important to continue to test what we're doing on our website, A-B test, use Google Optimize, A-B test pages, including our contact pages, including our about pages, maybe even our front page with different imagery. Maybe we have, and this is something that really sinks creators a lot, is that we have our favorite work, our favorite design, our favorite photograph, 
whatever it may be, our favorite piece of work. And we put that on the front page of our website. However, that is not necessarily the work that is going to get people to buy into what you offer. Because we have an emotional investment in that work, and it's not always our best work or the one that most people need or the one that people feel is you know, right for their business or, or, or home, whatever it may be. Now, if you have something that is a big seller or totally represents what people seem to buy from you, that's a little bit different. You have, you've taken the time to analyze what works for you and the clients that you are trying to bring in to your business. So take that time to, to think about that and start to ask around, what are those things that you should be showing? What, are, what is the work that you should be showing? Ask friends and family, get multiple different, even, even maybe even old clients. Start to ask the questions that will help you understand what is really working from a business standpoint. So we A-B test this stuff too. And again, Google Optimize will, will help quite a bit and allow you to A-B test and see what, what are, what's getting people to buy. That's, what, that's on your website. Then you have your personality, your blog, that's kind of circling that website in our, uh, our solar system. And that blog is your personality. You really can make you know, a lot of connections and develop a following with a good blog. And you can also drive a lot of traffic to your site with a good blog that brings relevant traffic that may not necessarily buy from you. However, that traffic and the types of people that go to your website and really read what's there and maybe read a few pages of what's there, well, that's going to tell Google that your website is relevant for that topic. That's what's important. When that happens, when people are looking maybe locally for you, Google's going to know who you are. And Google's going to say, wow, people from all over the world go to this site for this topic, whatever it may be. Of course, the local people would appreciate it a lot too. And so blogs, I have multiple clients that we write blogs. We base our titles and our topics on, honestly, just low volume, but real traffic topics, low volume, but real traffic topics that, that brings in relevant traffic to the website. And again, like I said, all that traffic, sometimes this traffic builds and builds and becomes thousands and thousands of visitors by just answering simple, basic questions related to what you do. And that traffic Again, traffic is, is a ranking signal for Google. It is. And quality traffic and the way people respond based on a specific niche, Google's going to send more of that type of traffic to you. And so that's really important. That's why that blog is so important. Then we have our inner planets, and that's YouTube. That is a podcast. That's Vimeo or Flickr. There are many different places where you can put quality content that you can draw from. 
Now, some of these places you can build a community around. You can build a community from your podcast or YouTube. But for the most part, it's a good resource. And these are the inner planets in deciding what you're going to do there. Then you have your outer planets. And that's where you engage. That's where you connect with people on Instagram. That's where you connect with people on Twitter and Facebook and LinkedIn. And then through that process, you send people to your inner planets, to your blog, and eventually to your website. And you drive them down deeper and deeper into the website. Not always directly to the website, but you can do direct advertising to the website and to landing pages. But when it comes to social and just low cost, see, the thing is, when it comes to marketing, you have time or you have money. And you have to decide, and that's why we talked about those assets in the beginning, we have to decide which is right for us. Do we have to put in more time right now, or do we have some money that we can put into driving new traffic to our website or to call us, whatever it may be? When we're, when we're talking about different types of advertising, as in paid advertising, there are a few different ways you can go about it. There's passive advertising and then there's direct advertising, direct response advertising. And direct response advertising could be a postcard. It could be a, well, a search ad. Someone is looking. That's why search ads are so expensive because these are buyers. People are looking for a solution. So you have ads related to search queries and those ads pop up at the top of the page, even some at the bottom. And then... People will click on them and go to your specific landing page. When, when you create an ad, no matter what it is, make sure that when P, the title of that ad is related to the title of the landing page you send them to. Don't have a catch-all page for everything that you do. If you're talking about a specific type of design, for example, you send them to a page with those ads for that specific type of design. Otherwise, they'll bounce off and you'll lose an opportunity. So this is direct. The passive are billboards. Um, it, could, it could be a Facebook ad when we're talking digital. A Facebook ad can be passive, and that's why the direct response in Facebook isn't always that great. Generally, you want to use Facebook as a driver to collect emails or to get people to know you better. Send them to a webinar. Send them to something that is going to allow them to understand who you are, but you're not trying to sell. But hopefully you capture an email or some sort of information. Or you can follow up with that retargeting element. You can do this with both Google and Facebook and, and others where you can follow up with those ads that follow them around and remind them. Because a lot of times when people, even in search, they're, they're just looking. They're just trying to get a sense of what is out there. They're not ready to buy immediately. Sometimes they are. But that's, you know, say, for example, a restaurant. You know, if someone's looking up a restaurant, they're, they're hungry now. Generally, that's the case. But for other types of products, there are longer, excuse me, there are longer sales cycles. And because of those longer sales cycles, we have to keep reminding people of who they found online and hopefully we're one of those people and we can use those types of tools to help us. And that's, that's why we go about it that way and that's why we use those. You know, look, some people think, and I don't think as much anymore, we're all kind of used to those as we land on a website and next thing we know, we see ads from that company following us around. But the thing is, where you see that ad, there's going to be an ad there anyway. It might as well be relevant to you. 
And that's kind of the thought behind it. And it will be relevant to you. And it's just reminding you of what you've done and what you've seen. And that, that at least it's not something that has nothing to do with you. And you keep asking, why are they showing me these ads? You want to see something that is somewhat relevant to you. And then after a while, you might see other ads from maybe similar types of companies also, which is also relevant to you for maybe a little while because they want to give it a certain period of time until you make that decision. So you can do the same thing and you can control the budget. If you live in a state and you have a small budget, well, then make it a zip code that you actually advertise in rather than the entire state and really bombard the people in those very specific niche areas. And if also another important element when it comes to advertising is audiences, especially passive advertising. And Facebook is great at that, finding the right audience. So th those are some things to consider if you're going to do advertising. And also consider email marketing. Email marketing is still one of the strongest advertising, especially digital advertising models. It really does work. People still use email, especially if they're in the business world. You say, well, the younger people don't use it as much. Well, that's true. That's true. But they're not necessarily in business either. So, I mean, if you're trying to get the younger folks, then, okay, maybe you need to advertise on TikTok. Maybe you need to advertise on Snap. That's fine. That's fine. But when it comes to overall success, email is still really powerful because everybody has to have an email address for some sort of activity. As a creative, we need to capture those emails and sharing information, education can be really helpful for us. If you have tips to share, you know, for, for how to find or how to discover certain types of art or artists or designers. If you, if you can do things that can capture those emails for people who are actually looking for the services, I, I, you're going to be very happy you did so. Because honestly, those we, we've talked about many times that you know all the social platforms can eventually just go away, and many of them have. Many of them have. And so you do want that email list. You do want that website on your own to have some sort of security over time. But we still have great opportunity as we develop ourselves out in, out in the world. It's going to take time. But I think one of the biggest things that we don't do as creatives is understand the four areas of marketing that we have to honestly continue to you know, develop. Our, our brand, our personal brand, who we are, our reputation. And so we have to develop marketing around that. Driving traffic. If you have a studio, driving traffic to your studio, driving traffic to your website. Retention, or excuse me, uh, conversions. Continuously improving. That's that A-B testing we talked about on the website. Continuously improve the conversions. Find better ways to present what it is you do. Your elevator pitch. 30 seconds. Get it down so you can tell people exactly what you do in 30 seconds or less, and then just listen. And that listening is part of your marketing because you're listening for opportunities, listening for people talking about their experiences, maybe with what you do, their business, and maybe there's a connection somewhere that you can work with them to, to build a relationship, sometimes partner with them. So that, that's really important. And lastly is the one that many forget about, 
And, and that's the retention part. We work so hard to get people, but we don't retain them. We don't follow up regularly. And having a system to regularly follow up is probably the best way to really grow your business. So a good topic of conversations that came up during our, our little breakout session with uh, the folks in the chat who uh, think probably think I'm a really grumpy guy. <laughs> but anyway, um, the, I think one of the key things that creatives can do, especially if you don't have a lot of money to build, is really take advantage of what Google offers you with search engine optimization. And I mentioned the, the articles before. I think that's important when I talked about the blog. But just break things down. Every page is a new opportunity to be found on Google and Yahoo and Bing. When you have a page with multiple topics, it, it can really, in a sense, confuse Google. Don't confuse Google. Make each page very focused. And if you have multiple topics, make multiple pages. And sometimes you break them down more. And if you have other services or have maybe specific areas that you work in, or as I've mentioned a number of times, maybe, example, as a photographer, maybe you have a hall that you work at or a few halls that you work at. Well, create pages around those halls or locations or specific types of photography. It really is a great opportunity to just keep breaking up. Think of more pages related to what you do. You know, people are searching in Yahoo and Bing and Google looking for what you do. Keep creating pages as maybe as regularly as blogs just to add to the depth of your website. And that's going to help you greatly. Don't just set up a website and say, I'm done. A website needs to continuously be updated, improved, and expanded. And if you do that, you're going you're gonna to find some good results in a year, maybe two years down the road. It's going to keep compounding, and you're going to drive more and more opportunities. And then when you get those opportunities, just make sure you have a plan to continuously follow up with all these folks. There are, there are ways that, as creatives, you know, some of us can have shows, do shows, and uh, show, show our work in galleries or maybe at events in the summertime, you know, with the uh, maybe art fairs. There are, there are situations you can do that, but you also have to have a plan around that and how you're going to make the most out of those situations. Take advantage of opportunities to get your work in front of people as often as possible. It's so important to continuously stay in circulation as much as you can. As things start to open up for us all, we're going to have more opportunities once again. The key to your marketing as a creative, the bottom line is being active. It's about people. Remember, it's about people and understand that every person that you meet is an opportunity to build business. And you say, wait, okay, you mean like the insurance person that I meet at a networking event? Yes, because who do they know? Business owners, they know people. So sometimes you meet insurance people or people networking or people in the same the line of work you think has nothing to do with you. Chances are they're a great referral source. So figure out what you can do to maybe refer them or encourage them to refer you. Maybe offering some of your maybe some of your uh, expertise, some of your work to them in a way that will help to continuously remind them of you. Because one-time meetings are fine, 
but continuously building on those relationships and give, keep giving more and building and letting people know who you are and, and show that you're a trustworthy person. Because as I said, it's about people, but they have to trust you. They have to know you. And sometimes it takes a few times before they really feel like, okay, I know who this person is. I know who this creative person is. I'm willing to refer them. And it usually is, again, just not the first time. You have to continue to keep it going, keep that flow going. So those are a lot of the basic concepts and ideas that I work with when developing my marketing. And the, one of the biggest ones, and I've talked about this in other shows, is partnering. And I really think it's super important that you partner with other people. Partner, work as a team. You are stronger together than you are alone. And a lot of uh, artists and creatives, we work alone and it gets lonely. So develop a really strong, look for the people who are active. I mean, growing a business takes activity. And if you see other people who are active too, that's going to be huge. Now, if you think you're going to pull somebody who's just sitting down on their butt, not doing anything, staying in the basement, staying at home, and you're going to pull them out, and then together you're going to work and grow your businesses and build your creative careers, no, it will not happen. Let them sit in their basement. It will not. They'll just bring you down. I'm telling you, you can still be friends. You can still be friends. And when you just want to hang out, go visit. But don't try to make people who really are not willing to do the work. And go to work every single day as a creative. Make sure that you surround yourself with the right people. And then market and understand who you're marketing to. Who is the person that has the problem that your creative solution solves? I'll talk to you next week.